0: you're listening to the love your neighbor podcast
1: hey thanks for joining us on the lynx podcast it's so good to have you with us i also want to thank jessica and michael gross and kingbird coffee for sponsoring this season of the Links podcast. We can't do it without our sponsors. It's so good to have you as we're building community one conversation at a time. And today we get the privilege of having a conversation with Michael Do not leave me a voicemail. Gross. Uh M- Michael, it's so good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, John.
1: I uh I I just think it's interesting. We're talking about houses. We were talking about your house before we started recording. (laughs) You're getting the call or like, (laughs) there's people calling you. What do I do with the the downspouts? And, And there's so many decisions to make when you're building a house, isn't there?
0: There's so many, just little tiny things from, do we put a shelf here? Do we not put, what do we put here? Gutters coming down. Oh, this got changed, you know? Yeah, it's just it's so many little details. And that's the one thing I like about being a real estate agent and being able to build my own house is I'm taking pieces from everybody else that I've helped over the years, and kind of putting them into my dream home. So so kind of exciting.
1: So you actually you actually have the keys to your own dream home. Is that right? <laughs>
0: That's exactly it. Yep. Yep. Another day in paradise. <laughs> That's right. Another day in paradise. I, um, it,
1: and, and it's bittersweet though for me, Mike, because this new house you're building isn't as close as... We used to be really close. Like no. We were on the same
0: street. Yeah. we were. We were literally like right down the street from each other. And yeah, I don't know. It just... With everything going on and our family growing, our little boys were growing up and they wanted their own rooms and we couldn't give them their own room. So we decided to build.
1: I remember that you're one of the first people that we met when we moved to Brandon. And I remember just be, being in awe of, of all of the different things you had in the backyard. It was like a <laughs> wonderland. Of, <laughs> yes. Are, are you going to be able to recreate some of that? We the are. New place?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Before we had an above ground pool. Now we're doing an in ground pool behind there. But my Coming from Arizona, you know a little bit about my background. Is my my mom committed suicide when I was ten? My dad was in the Air Force. We traveled everywhere. So every four years, I was finding a new home. You know, in a sense, sometimes every two years. And so turned to comedy. So a lot of my life is is jokes and everything else. I love my dad jokes, huge dad jokes. Um, and so it, when my dad decided he was going to retire and my mom passed away, my dad shipped us up here to South Dakota. And so I lived with my my grandparents and, you know, kind of moved around quite a bit, did different things. And so when I moved to Brandon, I felt it was home. You know, it was just home. It was the place we wanted to be. So when we moved to the neighborhood that you're talking about, we were one of the first people in that neighborhood. There was hardly anything out there. You know, we had a house and then like four lots empty. And so people started moving in. We're like, this is so exciting. So We feel like we're doing it all over again (laughs) in a sense, but I do miss the creek behind there. I miss being able to jump up in the Big Sioux Rec and that that community felt so small for being in Brandon because it was only one entrance into the community and I'm going to miss that. Yeah.
1: Well, we did get that since you moved, they've opened up that second exit entrance now. So uh, what we used to, we used to have a nice, uh, trees and an old barn and now that's gone and it's a road and it's just a big dirt field back there now
0: and twin homes soon soon to be twin (laughs) homes right so yeah
1: um we uh but we love where we live it's a great it's a great neighborhood we've got great neighbors so we're we're missing you man i was uh, actually i was talking with a uh, another neighbor of yours that had moved out and so uh, but that—that's kind of your—that's kind of your business. You're in the real estate business. <laughs> yes. Talk yes. to those of us from Brandon that might be either have a house in Brandon or looking for a house in Brandon, or looking for a different house in Brandon. What's the? I mean, what's the latest? I mean, what? What's? What are tips for us being homeowners in Brandon? You know,
0: I think the one thing I hear constantly is prices are just insane. You know, they are, but. People go, well, if I sell, I gotta buy at a high rate. Well, yeah, but you're gonna sell at a high rate. So really it balances out. So whether you go two years ago and you sold when you called it lower to how it is now, you're really making the same off your house and selling it for more. I know it doesn't seem like it, you know, but you're you're getting a better value for your sale and you're getting a better value for the house that you're buying. So it, it really doesn't make a difference. I think if you're Looking at a different home, or you you want to upgrade, downgrade, side grade, move to a different neighborhood, you got to do what's best for you, you know, and for your investment. So,
1: what would you say to someone that would say, uh, "What a realtor doesn't really help me. What I can do it <laughs> myself." I mean, what would you say to someone like uh, I, maybe one of our listeners is one of those people that says, "I I can keep that." you know 3% in my own pocket. Yes. Yeah. What would you say to someone? How would you sell the service that you provide?
0: I can give you a handful of names of people that have tried selling on their own and then it comes down to just little things. That I always come down and I know it sounds horrible, but we don't have emotions at time. As a real estate agent, we do not have any emotions. We're here to get transaction from point a to point b and that's basically it we're gonna help with the home inspection we're gonna help with all the little details that you do not realize that go into selling a home there's a ton of people that say oh i can sell this my myself the market's so crazy and then they try and they get seven thousand phone calls of people hey will you rent your house will you do this will you do contract for deed will you and they go oh my gosh i don't want to answer the phone my phone On my voicemail, if you ever call me, and I I encourage people to call my phone just to do it, and I know you have, my voicemail says, um, do not leave me a message. (laughs) Don't (laughs) leave me a message. I'm six calls behind always, you know, and so... Just text me because when I'm on the phone with somebody else, I can respond to your thing. And so that's what that's what I do. I do a lot of that middle stuff. Plus, I have trailers you can borrow. Um, I have tools you can borrow. I mean, maybe you're a first-time homebuyer and you're getting into a new house and you don't have a lawnmower yet. I have a lawnmower you can borrow. I have a weed eater you can borrow. I have sure. all this different equipment that you can borrow free of charge. Not only that, but I know my paperwork. I'm one of the top real estate agents right now in si- in South Dakota and Sioux Falls the, our first-time homebuyer educators. Mm-hmm. So I teach for okay. Lutheran Social Services. I teach for Sioux Empire Housing. So I wrote a book. <laughs> oh, you did <laughs> in my I didn't spare even know time. That. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a book on um, buying and selling a home. Um, so that way, whenever somebody buys or sells with me, I give them one of my books. And it basically it takes you through the pros and cons. You know, different things in there. Like one of my favorites is when you're buying a home, does anybody need to approve of your new home? Uh, and I know that sounds funny, but I have parents all the time when kids are buying houses and then they come in and they look and they go, this is, I don't want you to buy this home. And they're like, but why? And you sit there and try to explain to the parents, <laughs> look, their budget is X amount. They're not buying a $500,000, $600,000 home. They're buying a first time home buyer. You know, they're, they're a starter home. What did you buy when you first started? And then you got to try to talk that parent off the ledge, Sure. You know? So, kind of a, kind of exciting stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, so you're always you're I mean, I think about, you know, in, in our family, we've bought two homes. Mm-hmm. And those are big life those are big life moments and so you're yeah. dealing with multiple life moments all the time, financial. Uh, yeah. How, how do you handle the uh the tension or the stress of that? I mean, do you have a a place where you can go or a a thing that you do to just kind of release all that <laughs> stress and
0: So my favorite place and the reason why even our new house, we're going to have a pool is I'm a big rescue diver, a scuba diver. And so I will throw a tank on and I go to the bottom of the pool and I will lay down there for 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, until I run out of air, basically. And I just lay at the bottom of the pool. Nobody can bother you. Nobody can do things. My kids are doing cannonballs and stuff into the pool. But you just lay down there and it's just quiet. It's just the perfect, perfect relaxation spot for me.
1: So it just kind of, I mean, it's a total body immersion experience. Yes. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah. I knew that you did that, but I didn't know that that you used it for (laughs) for that purpose. Okay. That's my meditation.
0: That's my moment of zen right there. (laughs) Cool,
1: cool. Well, I've always marveled at just your ability to, you know, just have a a lot of things going at the same time. Um, Tell us the story you're now... (laughs) Uh, added to your real estate business and, and all the other things that you're doing now, you're, you've added a coffee shop, a minority owner, right? Your wife has made this. My wife
0: is the owner. So yeah, the story is we were, I was talking to Billy and Ellison that owned King bird coffee and they own the strip mall there. And me and Billy were sitting around and we figured, you know, me, him, Steven that owns the gun store right down the road, We sit around and we solve all the world problems, you know, every morning with a cup of coffee at Kingbird. And one morning I was joking around with him about as much as I spend here, I should just buy this place. He's like, well, why don't you? You know? And so I shot him an offer. He shot me an offer. We kind of went back and forth. We kind of let it rest for, you know, a couple of weeks. And we were actually down in Mexico uh, with some friends on vacation in January. And Billy shot me a message saying, let's do it. I think you'd be great owning this coffee shop. I'm going to sell it to you for what you want. And I sent back, perfect, sold. And I called my attorney. I called my accountant and I said, let's start wiring the money over to him. Um, Let's start getting the paperwork drafted up. They shot me a message back later that day saying, you can't buy a coffee shop. And I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, you're buying a house. Don't you tell your clients, (laughs) do not do anything major When you're buying a house, you tell them don't buy a vehicle, don't buy a line of credit, and what do you do? You buy a coffee shop, you know. Well,
1: I don't want to have that job, Mike. Telling Mike Gross what to do and not do. I don't want that job. Like you got people in your life that are that are counseling. So, but anyway, so they let you get away with it. How
0: did that happen? I mean, so what they told me is I technically I cannot buy it. So my wife bought it. So I turned while we were still down in Mexico and I said, Hey, guess what guys? And they're looking at me like, what? I'm like, time to celebrate. Let's head down to the beach and celebrate. And they're like, just still looking at me funny. And I'm like, my wife just bought a coffee shop and her head turned so quick of like, what? And I'm like, "Um, yeah, you know how me and Billy were joking around about the coffee shop? Well, we bought it, (laughs) but because we're buying the house, I can't buy it. So you're buying the coffee shop she was not excited at first. I don't know if she's still excited about it or not, but but she owns a coffee shop and it is what it is and it's fun. And, you know, really what it, it comes down to is, um, I don't care if we make money or as long as mm-hmm. we break even, you know, or make a little bit, it's more, I want to do something for the community. It's a really, really good place. And I think since we've taken it over February 1st, um, we've brought in the Flyboy donuts, we've Brought in a conference area. We're brought in video games for kids to play. Mm -hmm. Um, We made a little swing underneath the stairs for little kids to hang out. We brought in Take a Book, Leave a Book. Um, We've got so much more that we want to do with Kingbird to make it more, not a coffee shop, but a community center, a place where people can go and just want to hang out, you know? So we'll be bringing lunches, poetry, all different stuff this summer. So.
1: Yeah, that's I've I've noticed that you know being a I frequented Kingbird before you took over and now I've just noticed that energy you know there's a there's an infusion of energy and every time I go in there there's multiple people sitting around talking <laughs> yes. uh, you know sometimes you can tell that they're maybe talking business but sometimes you can you can see just families hanging out and I I I know that's something that you know is is something you're passionate about is building community and, yes.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Brandon, we're kind of a suburb. You know, we're not Sioux Falls. We're not, you know, we don't have a whole ton of stuff there. We're starting to, but we needed a place that people can feel comfortable. They can just come and hang out um, and be able to relax. And kids are welcome. Dogs are welcome. Anybody's welcome to be able to come in, hang out, have a cup of coffee, an Italian soda, smoothie, whatever. It doesn't really matter. We got bagels. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We just want you to come in and be able to hang out. If you have a plan or a vision that you think you would like to see it go, talk to my staff. I mean, we'd love to be able to do whatever the community wants. We want the community to decide the path of the coffee shop. So, exciting.
1: I think that's, you know, that's definitely the spirit of of Brandon is we want to we create those places. And that's why we do this podcast, the Love Your Neighbor podcast, because you can't love somebody. You can't, yeah. unless you get to know them. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're working on this brand and wellness uh, process and and you said, Hey, somebody's talking here at the at the coffee shop. <laughs> he said, He wants to talk to you. And so, I mean, it was just so yes. cool and that relationship has grown. And uh, I've watched uh, really that idea that you know we had shared yep. now begins to blossom because everybody knows somebody who knows somebody.
0: Yes. And that's the thing is that's where connections are made. People come in and they share different plans or visions or whatever else. And you say, hey, I know somebody that would be perfect to talk to you about this. Hey, this person should talk to you. And now we're making connections because Brandon is one of those towns. So we are small, but not everybody knows everybody. And we need a place like Kingbird to be able to come and hang out and get to know people. Hey, did you know this person? No, I didn't know them. Oh, you should get to meet them. And now we're exchanging numbers. We're, We're we're adding on to where our community should be and getting to know everybody.
1: Well, I think it's just great that, that Jessica allowed you to do this. I do too. Jessica, I don't know how you're she watch up with me. You. I mean, well, <laughs> she, she, uh, she obviously has a, uh, has a, uh, a huge heart and a, and a bigger vision. I think, you know, to see, to see that because uh, yes. you're, you're always, always working that. What, what is it that you've now you've lived here for a while, yep. raising your kids in Brandon business owner, Yep. Um what would you say why you could have you could have built a house anywhere why did you choose to stay in Brandon what what really has kept you in Brandon?
0: You know, I think it's the community. I really do. I love the way people are passionate about everything. We have such an amazing wrestling program um that we want to give back to the wrestling program. We have so many great churches. We have so many I mean there's so much in Brandon that is Amazing and the community is amazing. I mean, we have little niches in different areas of town that are just, they have barbecue competitions, they have, you know, all these different things that go on around Brandon that. People wouldn't know, and I yeah. and, and really, I I think that's the great thing about the podcast is people are getting to know different neighborhoods. You know, we're branching out from our neighborhoods. We're getting to meet other people. You know, and so there's different things. So one thing that I plan on doing this summer is we're going to do um, neighborhood either ice cream or snow cones. Um, and as far as my real estate business, we're going to pay for it. We're going to take it each. I don't know if it'll be each month, every two weeks, whatever it winds up being, but we're going to take an ice cream truck or a snow cone truck or something into a neighborhood and give away free ice cream or snow cones or whatever else, um, just to try to draw people out of their houses and get to know their neighbors. Again, love thy neighbor. You know, yeah, that's that's yeah. what it's all about. So,
1: yeah. yeah, we have a great opportunity to do that here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got great, great people. I I know you, What what did you learn from the hometown days and working with that? What did you learn from that? being a part of that?
0: You know, the problem is people have a hard time volunteering. Our lives are so, so busy all the time. And so I'm trying to get things out. So I'm changing hometown days up. Last year, I changed it up. I moved it to the fall. I moved it to Pioneer Park. Um, this year, I'm gonna continue it at Pioneer Park. It's gonna be in the fall. Yeah, but okay. one thing I'm working now with is different places in Brandon. Basketball, different things. So instead of the Optimist Club, just taking on hometown days. Let's get other people involved. So maybe a church. I know me and you have had yeah, this talk yeah. too. Maybe get a church involved and they say, hey, you know what? We want to do this. Um, touch a truck. We, we started a little bit of touch mm-hmm. a truck last year. We're going to continue that this year. Just bringing in more, more things for people to do, more community-based, more um, kid-based, family-based um things like that because we don't really have anything. We tried automania for a little bit. Yeah. That fizzled out real quick. It seems like a lot of stuff fizzles out real quick in Brandon. I think we need to get the whole community involved right. in one event. One right. event.
1: Right, right. What uh what, you know, when you talk about it you're talking a fall event, is that back to school time, harvest time, I mean, in between there have you do we have a date yet or we working? don't have a date so i'm okay. thinking
0: you know it sounds like somewhere in august somewhere around in there we want to do it before school starts we don't want to take away from any other events and stuff so i am working on the date right now we're trying to get everything together okay. um, hopefully in the next few weeks we're going to have everything hammered down um, everything planned of what we're going to do
1: cool so You'll well, see I,
0: lots of advertising out there about it.
1: Good. Good. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like we will we'll we'll see more about it like at Kingbird and yes. you know, you're, you do a good yep. job of being out on on those different media channels. What what would you say, Mike, as we kind of wrap this up? I mean, what um what have you most um what would you say you've most appreciated in terms of, you know, raising your kids here? I mean, maybe it's the schools or or the friendships. What what have you most appreciated about being Part of the Brandon community.
0: I love that if you try starting something in Brandon or you do anything, everybody backs you. I mean, you get so much support. People want to see stuff. People Mm -hmm. want to keep things local in Brandon. You know, they want that small feel, that hometown of being able to get your kids together, run through a sprinkler. You know, the the good days where you just enjoyed life. And I think that's Brandon. I think. My vision of Brandon and what I've come to know of Brandon is just running through that sprinkler, you know, hanging out with the neighbors, all the kids getting together yeah, and just enjoying it, you know, yeah. not, not being afraid, not having to, I remember many times walking out to my garage and there's kids getting a pop out of my fridge in my garage and that just makes me smile, <laughs> <laughs> you know, One to know I'm sending them home with yeah. caffeine and <laughs> two that we're just a friendly community.
1: So well, uh, you emanate that, man. I, I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking time to be a part of this podcast. And uh man, I'm really we're we're actually we're actually sponsored uh by by King Bird and Flyboy Donuts. And uh we, we're really excited about that. I think that um as we look to build this this wellness center, we we want to see a space where people can come together and we've got some great parks. We've got a great parks department, a great city government that's really said, "Hey, we want you to to do this." And uh, you know, I, I'm so appreciative of your support of that and your willingness to say, "Yeah, hey, we're going to invest." in this in this shared space
0: kingbird and flyboy supports i mean that's kind of our vision is we want to be a community-based center so to support a community-based center that we're going to have that our kids can be able to do things during the winter time during the summer time a multi-use space is exactly what kingbird represents exactly what flyboy represents
1: yeah we we say that the the wellness center and building a wellness center brandon there's five reasons right November, December, January <laughs> yes. 15, right? I mean, those are the five yes. reasons we need to, Yeah, because it is, it's tough in this part of the world to be active in the winter.
0: Yes, we not hibernate. Or, yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> or we go to the bottom of the pool in our scuba gear. You
0: know? Yeah, well, not during winter time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, that's the perfect, that's that's what Flyboy, that's what Kingbird is all about. We want a community-based center. And so for us not to support a community center in Brandon, is against what we believe in it's it's about the community so yeah well
1: we, we appreciate your support we also appreciate you being willing we've hosted we've had a lot of meetings already a lot of community meetings already yes. at king bird and you do so many things so thanks mike for joining us and uh go links man
0: go links thank you for joining us on the love your neighbor podcast the purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks!